All right. Temperature is fantastic. I know it's a little stormy out there, but I'm digging the October feel. The October vibe, I think, is going to be pretty. It's going to be pretty good. I don't think it's going to be hot. I think it's supposed to be 100 degrees next week. Is it really? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> 108. But that's typical for Dallas or Texas, northern Texas, where you could have two, three weeks of great weather, and then it's it's freaking hot. Right. For a few days. Dudes like us, welcome. It's uh, October 13th. I'm Sean. I'm, I'm Jeff. I'm Paul. And we're dudes like us. Mm, and we're enjoying a, a very tasty bourbon tonight. Yes, we are. And it is the... Um, it's the Woodford Reserve. Double oaked. Double oaked, which we found out is truly double oaked, meaning put in one barrel. Wow. Sean just shot his. Oh, wow. Put it went in down one, like syrup. Put in one barrel and then and finished in a second. Yeah. It definitely brings out, uh, I mean, there's on the nose, it's, it's some caramel. Second finish in barrels has been toasted twice as long but charred much more lightly than the other cask for an additional nine months. Interesting. Okay. So it doesn't say how long it was aged to begin with, but we can assume three to five years. I thought you said it was 45 years. Yeah, I think I might have overshot that. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, we said 45 in the first barrel and 35 in the second barrel. Yeah, so it's our parents' age. Yeah, it's amazing. No, anyway, so yeah, it's smooth. Yeah, it's good. It's only 90... Two proof, ninety yep. something like that proof. Yep. Um, but it's it's good. I highly recommend it. It's tasty. It is agreed. What are your uh, takes on it, Sean? Um, I you know at first, it's just like all the rest of them. You know, it it kind of it was kind of hot, burnt. But after having it up here for about ten minutes, fifteen minutes, I mean, I I pulled it back. It's really smooth. Yeah, I enjoyed it. You know, I uh, pulled up a note here. It says. Uh, Woodford uh, Reserve doubling production in the 25th year. So this came out October 10th, 2021. One of the things the uh, Kentucky is known for is making the best bourbon in the world. Woodford Reserve wants more of the world to enjoy its product as it celebrates its 25th anniversary. Master distiller Chris Moore says the milestone has led him to reflect on how far Woodford Reserve has come in the past quarter century. So uh, I thought that was pretty cool. 25th year. That and, is cool. And now we're drinking it. It came out October 10th? Um, well, well, the story did. Yeah. The oh, story part, came out October like, 10th. Okay. I was like, man, we just have just nabbed it, but we were there before the 10th. All right. So, all right. Sounds good. All yeah. right. So uh, how is, is there a write-up on the mash bill or the, uh, or the nose finish? Any of that? Uh, scroll down a little bit there, Mr. Producer. It doesn't say... Uh, well, fifty-one percent corn is, is all it says. Yeah, uh, that's all it says. <laughs> Shit, that's bourbon. Yeah, that, that, I love how they do it. They, they don't want to give you. They don't want to tell you what the recipe is. So they say, "Well, you know, it's at least fifty-one percent corn because that's what it has to be to be a, or right. a bourbon." That's funny. So right. it can't be a bourbon. So I think it's. Uh, I, I think that its rye is low, if any. Uh, I think it's I, th- I think it's a wheat bourbon. It tastes like a wheat bourbon to me. I and don't it's know a, because I don't it's, it's smooth. I don't think it's a wheat bourbon. It tastes very smooth. Let's go to the Woodford Reserve website and see. Oh, you got to put in your blood sample and 
age and all that crap. So it can't be a bourbon because it's been aged in more than one barrel. No, I don't think that matters because you have flavored bourbons as well. Mm. Ooh, marzipan. The nose has marzipan on it. You're going to have to go back over the bourbon rules again. We we should know this by now. No, aging in two barrels does not make it not a uh, bourbon, does it? I thought does it, it say the word bourbon on the bottle anywhere? No, and that's why. It does. It says Kentucky it really? Straight Bourbon. Damn. Right there. Oh, well, then never mind. I was just kidding. Because they have finished bourbons as well, like the port barrels. Right? All right. You know, marzipan, I, I didn't know what that was. I had to, I had to look that up. I still don't know what that is. Marzipan, it's a, it's a confection consisting primarily of sugar, honey, and almond yeah, it's, meal. It's almond paste type of... Isn't that what they make uh, cake icing out of? Like when you see these cakes that are like Cake Boss, that big sheet of stuff, icing. Yeah. I think that's marzipan. Oh, okay. I believe it is, but I'm not the baker. Well, there you have it. All right. So one of the things that uh, everyone seems distracted with their phones. And you know, I heard tonight. it beep, and I was like, where the fuck's it at? I couldn't find it. It, it had landed on the ground. I am tired of not remembering what the bourbon rules are, so I was going to look them up. One you, you know, it would be nice if we just put a, a big chart up on the wall, something with big it font. It would be really nice. And, you know. I'm sure they make a poster. Yeah. They make that, what was it, that scotch poster we saw? No, maybe we can uh, make it on our own. You, ha- you had it up. We just got our CNC uh, machine, folks. Oh yeah, we could. Oh carve, yeah, we could, we could do a, a little home well, bourbon dude, we rules. Can, dude, we can have like the, you know, like what are we going to talk about the bourbon and just have a bullet list. And I like that. And, and we just add to the bullet list every time there's something else we want to make sure that we include in our conversations because we are kind of random. Well, there it is. Once you click on that thing, and and we'll go, we'll walk through it because I'm tired of not knowing. So ten fun facts about bourbon, uh, chilled by the Chilled Magazine. And I don't know if uh, I'm not seeing ten facts. I can't really see it. It's not really fun. What is all that garbage down at the bottom that's popping up? It's a crappy website. Oh, it's Pinterest. That's why. Oh well, there you go. Because you're trying to—they're they're trying to sell you that. Okay. Well, no, you don't sell anything on Pinterest. There, there it do is. You? All right, produced in the United States and territories, Puerto and the District of Puerto Columbia. Rico. And the District of Columbia. All right. Made from a grain mixture that has at least 51% corn. That's the only one we always keep saying. Aged in new charred oak containers. It doesn't say one or more. It just says new. Distilled to no more than 160 proof. Thank God. Entered, I, think our, I think our most stout is 130. Yeah, I was going to say. That you don't need to go higher than that. Entered into the container for aging at no more than 125 <sighs> proof. Okay, that's probably why we don't remember these, are, these things. These are really boring facts. I want to read something a little different. Oh, uh, there's more? I've got bourbon fun facts. Okay. All right, so the number one bourbon fun fact, or start with it, it's the real reason May 4th is an important date. Sorry, Star Wars fans, but May the 4th, was special long before Obi-Wan and Yoda wished us well in the Force. In fact, 13 years before the first Star Wars movie came out in the theaters, on May 4th, 1964, bourbon became America's only official native spirit. Ah. How about so that? That is a fun fact. Before, so that's 1964. 1964, yep. 
for that math skill. I'm a mathlete. Well, I said it too. So well, I did the math. Truly, really really came out. And <laughs> really, your Star Wars came out. And shockingly amazing. Yes. Okay. Let's let's move on to the next fun fact. <laughs> you, you want me to do another one? Uh, yeah, just do another one. All right. Well, so this next one, I think Paul may have seen it because he's interested in getting onto the next one because he's going to be like, "Oh, look at me! I went on that." I don't doubt it. No, I'm not talking about downtown Dallas. Well, you know what? Never mind. So the number two one, there is a bourbon trail you can explore. If you're heading to Kentucky anytime soon, you'd be remiss to skip a trip down to the bourbon trail within 37 distilleries, bourbon-themed restaurants, and historic hotels. It's an adventurous every bourbon fanatic needs to experience. For the bourbon sure. trail. Have you been there? I want to do it. No. I thought you had. No, Wait, I've just well, been to the Wild Turkey Distillery. That's is that it. the only one you went to? Did you go to Williamsburg or something like that? No, no, no. Just that one. In, in Kentucky, that was the only one I've been to. Oh. So even casual consumers will love going to the Bourbon Trail. You'll get to explore Kentucky history and the roots of the bourbon industry, which are undeniably intertwined by bus, bike, or bourbon yeah. boat. I you really can experience the birth of America's first you know, spirit hand. You know what I, really I think we should it. do? Especially with reaching such a wide audience, I say we start a GoFundMe <laughs> to have the three of us sent on the Bourbon Trail. <laughs> That's a that's what you call a pity party. So man. what it's going to be? It's going to be each of us donating to it, and paying for it anyway. Uh, yes. <laughs> Look, it's yeah. up to ten thousand dollars. Yeah, you're not going to believe it, honey. All we raised ten thousand dollars. Are you kidding? Yeah, from Jeff, Sean, and I. <laughs> that's fucked. Yeah, we're gonna live go large. <laughs> there has to be anonymous. I wonder if we can get on a because that's the Ohio River that side. I wonder if we can get on a boat in in Mississippi oh, yeah, you somewhere. Mentioned that. Did you mention that during a podcast? You can. I was researching it just tonight. Did we talk about that on a podcast? You take a paddle boat up there. Yeah. About yeah. the taking a river trip as opposed to a cruise. Yes. It is, well, it's a paddle boat cruise. It's a paddle boat cruise. Did we talk about this on one of the podcasts, or was that just in, gen- in I general? I don't know, but my father-in-law is wanting to take Shelly and I on an all-expenses-paid. Nine day paddle boat cruise up the uh, Mississippi. Oh, uh, that or the Ohio. You next, know, what? I next, think well, we, it goes up the Ohio, then the Ohio. We did not talk about that in the podcast. I, th- I think was I was in the room with Alan when he brought that up, huh? Yeah, it, it seems really cool. I mean, I mean, especially if you can do. Can, can you hop out of that and do the Bourbon Trail? No, not really. Well, a lot of the well, a lot well, there's knows, there's uh, distilleries in there downtown Louisiana or Louisville. Louisville, and the, so you can hit a couple. And that's of those right on the river, and, and that's right on the river. The, the, all those numbers up there that are bunched—that's the Ohio River right there. Oh, uh, okay. I see. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's you just can a matter hit all of those. It's just a matter if you're going gone for nine days. I imagine you could find one that goes up the Ohio River. Yeah, yeah. no, there. Could you go to Mississippi and then take the? Go what a east. cool thing! Super yeah. cool. That would be kind of cool. It's slow paced. Um, maybe the wife would even be able to do that. I don't know. It'd be kind of cool. Yeah, because I remember, definitely I remember growing up, going down to the Ohio River and seeing those huge-ass paddle boats. Yeah. I mean, they're like old school, what you see. Yeah, they are exactly old school. Yeah. Big and white. I think there was one called the Dixie Queen. Well, how many people remember. fit on that? Six. Uh, they expanded no. <laughs> They converted a closet. It's now eight. <laughs> no, I have no idea. No, I mean, the, the regular river boats. I mean, they're, they're like 50 people, or is it like? Probably a, like 130. I, I really don't know. I've never looked. I know when I was a senior in high school, our little senior trip was a party barge on the river. It was an old paddle boat that had the top deck was just a big, uh, just a 
party party room kind of a thing. I yeah. mean, we didn't have booze or anything, but it was you know they had food and pop and that's more like a ferry. It, well, yeah, what's not right. as big as the big uh, uh, ones with the sweets and stuff in it, but right, uh, it right, was still right. fun because you we went up and down the Ohio oh, River sure. for a few I'm sure miles. It was a blast, and uh, it was good. You're outside. Yeah, well, it sounds like it'd be fun. Put in uh, paddle boat cruise or yeah, river boat cruise. It's the paddle boats. Yeah, just put in cruise on the end of that. And let's see if we hit it, get a hit. All right, let's see here. Yeah, 100 to 250 guests. Yeah, there depending. We yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what they look like inside. I'm sure they're nice. But, I'm sure they're uh, really nice. Uh, like and I the food's supposed to be awesome. I mean, it's supposed to be kind yeah, of like, you know, other right cruises. There. That one, that one, the second one there. That's yeah, what. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. That's what they typically look like. Shouldn't even be that. Um, and actually, I think that one right there is from Cincinnati. Shoot. Maybe. That's uh, the yep, U.S. River that, Cruise. That, Get your Americana via its waterways. That looks over in that looks over in Europe somewhere. That one there, because you can go up the the Blue Danube and. Blue All right, so Danube. that that's kind of cool because yeah, I, I see right like a, a dining area. Oh yeah, you know, and, and I'm sure there might be some other areas you and can gourmet go. Gourmet food, man. I don't just know. like a normal cruise, right? A normal ocean cruise. It, it, yeah, those those. I right don't want to be that guy, but it it looks like it may get a little boring on that to be for their nine nine days, unless unless they. they well, there's, there's, I'm sure there's excursions. They're like, yeah. okay, we're going to go up a oh, yeah. full day to, I don't know where you, where you go to up to Mississippi. We're going to go up to yeah. They stop. They of course Memphis. We've got to stop in Memphis exactly for a day. So you basically spend uh, the day in Memphis. Eat 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 breakfast there. Take off, do your day stuff, come come back, have Let's dinner, chill out on the boat, drink, go to bed, wake up in another, you know, whatever. Yeah, another eight port. hours away. Or walk around on the deck and soak in the awesome, you know, countryside. I wonder if you could do some fishing off the side. You fish right off the back? <laughs> I don't think I need any fish that's come out of the uh, I wouldn't either. Anyway. No, I wouldn't either. Because there's some big-ass fish in there, big sturgeon. Yeah. Huge fish in the Ohio. I know in the Ohio. I'm sure there are in the Mississippi too. So, <laughs> plus you have the bull shark. Bull shark, they're everywhere. That goes up the Mississippi. Are you kidding? No, not at all. Oh wow, I've never heard of a shark attack in the Mississippi River. They go up uh, the rivers because uh, they can do salt and fresh water. We've nice. had that discussion. Yeah, the bull shark can go up the river. Those sturgeon get pretty big too. Those yeah. those things attack people. Yes. <laughs> Sturgeons? I mean, look at those I teeth. I don't know. I don't know. I've never heard of one, but uh, they get they get really, really big, several hundred pounds. How has there not been a bull shark attack on the Mississippi River? Has there been? I don't know. I've never heard of one. I don't know. I wonder if that happens. Those are sturgeons? That looks weird. Is that a sturgeon? Uh, I don't know if that thing is with the, looks like the sucker mouth, but that, that big one there, that's a sturgeon. Oh my that god! One next Look to how it. Yeah. big that thing is. Yeah. So it says bull sharks are often considered to be the most dangerous sharks to humans because of yeah. their aggressive tendencies. And they're found off the shores in the in the Gulf of Mexico and Florida, uh, where a lot of people like to swim yeah, in the ocean. Yeah. No, I hear you. So. Yeah, that would suck. Getting attacked by a shark would suck. <laughs> yes, it would. Yeah. I'm. I'm just. Uh, are you looking for uh, bull shark attacks in the river? <laughs> yeah, but I, I I clicked on it and it, it went to like a a, a national, um, inqu- not national require, but uh, the other national magazine. 
Well, I mean, but we we saw that one video of that person that was parasailing, and they started to come out of the water, and the bull shark attacked them. National that was Geographic. on the Ohio River. <laughs> Could have been. That was actually me when I was uh, 15. Really? And you were yeah. parasailing? Parasailing on the Ohio River. <laughs> yeah. I, there's no way. We took our boat. It wasn't my boat. It was my, my two friends bought a boat. It was a piece of turd, 20-foot bay liner. And me and a buddy went down there one day. It was during the week. And uh, took the boat down there. And, well, that river, for one thing, is dangerous because you're going and you'll see, like, entire tree floating down the river. Oh, just right. Down the river. And if you're not paying attention, you're going to run into that damn thing. And uh, they have these huge barges, massive barges that take coal and shit up and down the river. Right. And the wakes on those things are tremendous. And my asshole friend was like, well, I'm going to go jump those. Oh, no. So we're like getting air in the middle of the Ohio River, and you can slam it down. That's not a good idea. No, well, you have no seatbelt on or anything, right? So, but when you're 19. Well, split your boat in half. It, well, it started to sink. That's why we had to go in. He was taking on water. Oh, my God. What an idiot. Yeah, so th- th- those are, I don't know if you've, have you been on the Mississippi or the Ohio? Those are huge I've driven over rivers. Them. I've driven over them, but not, yeah, and they're massive. Yeah. So how wide are they? I mean, they're big. That's 10, not miles, right? 10 or 15 feet, right? <laughs> At least. <laughs> I can broad jump it. It's ridiculous how big they are. It's 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 bigger than you think, you yes. know, when you're especially if you're not from used to seeing something that big. Correct. Uh, yeah, I mean usually you're on a you're on a family road trip, right? And you're like, hey everybody, the Mississippi. And it's like, whoa. Yeah, it's big. Yeah, it's massive. Yeah. yeah it's big. I mean, even if you think about uh, you know, a mile, half a mile, you know, that's that that's a long way. Oh yeah. You're driving, that's that's what thirty seconds for if you're going sixty miles per hour. Yeah, well, they're big enough to have two barges, one going one way, one going the other. Yeah, right. With other shit going on on the sides, right? So, like you guys, yeah, like, jumping. Yeah, following this barge. <laughs> yeah, you know, just enough room for that. Yeah, we probably look like idiots. Total, out there. total idiots. And you know, the, the the captain of the barge is probably like, oh, oh well, fuckers, what can looks I do? Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna suck another one up into the engine. <laughs> That's what happens, Steve. You get sucked underneath. Yeah, of the boat, of the barge, and you come. Shooting out the bottom. <laughs> yeah. Well, the producer put, popped up a, a screen. You got this. It's like a tugboat pushing a big flat. Yeah. It's is that what crazy. it is? Crazy. Yeah, shit like that. Look how big that is. Golly. Anyway, yeah. pretty impressive. Big and I think a riverboat down down that thing would be amazing. The, the countryside and oh, yeah. all the stuff on the outside. Sides. Once you get outside of the cities, because the cities are usually kind of gnarly yeah. and nasty, yeah. but once you get out there, just like the Ohio, a lot of the Ohio is like this as well, where... You're, they're just trees and shit, you know? And then you come across these little river towns and, and stuff like that, and you see the river folk. Yeah, well, I tell you what, the Mississippi's big enough to where it became a mer- a massive boundary of the United States. Like, getting across the Mississippi. Oh, yeah. It's part of the Louisiana Purchase. Yeah, I mean, getting across the Mississippi was like, you know, to get to the west. Like, how are we going to do it? Yeah, past them, yeah. Exactly. I mean, they had to, I mean, even, even like the, those rafts with the guys on the poles and they would, you know, go back and forth. Imagine right. how long that would take to, to get like, you know. Would either, they do a rope and like pull yourself? I don't know. <laughs> or have horses pull you? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I mean, that, it's big enough to where it's a massive geological barrier. What well, is just like the uh, Sierra Nevada mountains. That's where a lot of people died. 
getting to California. It's crazy how much uh, the volume of water and the direction it's going. Right. Yeah, most of the rivers go the other way. Mississippi goes south. Well, down to the Gulf of Mexico. Gulf of Mexico. Mexico. What do you mean? Well, like, why would they go the other way? What do you mean? Well, I mean, there's one river in the United States that goes the opposite direction than almost all the other rivers. That's the Nile, isn't it? No, that's in Africa. Yes, that's I'm the I'm talking Nile. about in the United States. What river is that? I don't know. Well, the Ohio goes east and west. It's the Brazos. It could be the Brazos. It goes north to prosper. So The Mississippi the, goes north to south because it empties into the Gulf. That's right. The Ohio you goes what, east click, and click west. On, click on that, that, that black and white one. It shows all the different river systems, the major river systems. You got the Arkansas, the Missouri, the Illinois, the Ohio, all drain our tributaries, right, in their own ways, into the Mississippi, which is why the Mississippi is so freaking huge. Well, at least down at the bottom, you know, who knows what it looks like way up there at the top. But, right. Um, yeah, once, once all those you know, rivers dump Maybe that's what into... it was. Maybe the Nile is the only one going north, and, and yeah. the rest of them are going prevailing south. Prevailing winds. It's a prevailing winds thing. You can sail up. You can sail up the Nile, because there's prevailing winds, which is atypical, something like that. So you're saying the wind is blowing the current? No, the wind is blowing the opposite direction, which is why they're able to sail the opposite direction from where the river is running. Oh, you, regarding to the Nile? The Nile, yeah. So the, the current isn't actually that, that running just that like direction? A little tidbit of, of, so the, of trivia so the, that, does, that popped into my head. Is there any river that flows south to north? Oh, I don't know. That's in the northern hemisphere. Because the Amazon... I believe flows well, south to north, right? No, the the but Nile the River. The Nile River flows south to north. Okay. Yes, but that is in the southern hemisphere. Yeah. That's in the northern hemisphere. The Nile is. It is. It's in Africa, right? Northern Africa. Northern Africa, yeah. I yeah. thought so, it yeah, was in right. both. Yeah, you're right. Because so there's there... one section where it doesn't travel at all. The equator. There's no movement of water. None. <laughs> it's stagnant. None. <laughs> it's a big stagnant. It's a pool. Yeah. <laughs> it's a pool. It's, it's really it's all mossy. It fills into That's a lake. That's why a lot of people Algae. have no drinking water at on the equator. It's like Paul's hot tub. It's a big toilet. My hot tub is fine. <laughs> Wish Peter dish. Meg. Oh, well, look at that. No, the Nile River does go into the southern hemisphere. Ah, that's why I said fills in both. Oh, look at that. Because yeah. remember, the, the equator goes right through the middle of the Sahara Desert. So that that river is divided. Is the equator where the divider is between the green and the no, no, it's it's a little farther north than that. But interesting. We're doing a little bit of geography today. That's very nice. exciting. That was not that was not on the uh, the uh, docket today. No, it was not on the. But you know, when we talk about interesting things, well, why stop? That's right. So I'm curious now: is 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 there any river that flows? The opposite direction than it should. I mean, I could be all wrong about the Amazon. I don't know. I pulled that out of my ass. Just what do you mean the opposite it's direction? Kind of, I, I pulled the prevailing winds thing out of my ass, too. Yeah. So. Well, we knew that. We sounded good. Yeah. So, well, the Amazon is on, in South... The Amazon River is in South America. Yes, it's in Brazil. Um, well, and more. So... Actually flows, yeah, the Amazon River actually flows backwards in the opposite direction of east to west. So in in defense of what Paul says, it says, although it doesn't happen often, hurricanes can cause coastal rivers to reverse flow between the extremely strong winds and the massive waves of water pushed by those winds rivers. I'm not giving Paul credit for that. But that's, that's, no, but that's different. 
That's you're talking about Amazon. No, Scientists no. conclude why Amazon River flows backwards. That's what you need to read. Well, it doesn't say that though. No, up above. It does. Well, here, click that. Oh, you're talking about up the, I'm looking at the stream. One get, more get above. Right there. Why does the Amazon flow 10 million years ago? A truly remarkable mystery ensued when this flow of water in the Amazon River changed from west to east, creating the mighty Amazon River that exists now with water flowing towards the Atlantic Ocean. A previous study suggests the about face in the Amazon River was due to the gradual changes in the rock deep beneath the South American continent. Oh, that was anticlimactic. That didn't really tell you why. No. Okay, because of rocks? I don't know. Interesting. It, 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 Erosion. It, I'm thinking gravity. Wouldn't it be? Yeah, it should be. I mean, shit rolls so you downhill. Go, you go from high to low, right? Well, so, no, that's, yeah. so that's what they're saying. Over a 10 million year period, I guess, it used to flow one direction, and then there was uplift in rock underneath, and it changes... It changes the topography, it, it's and then amazing. suddenly the river changes direction. It's amazing the 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 power of of, of water uh, and, and the volume of water that's traveling from the the south oh, to yeah. the north. I mean, just to to fathom what goes over Niagara Falls every single second. Have you ever you know? seen that clip of when they diverted all the water away from the Niagara Falls? It was a while Falls? ago, but no, yeah, not. they they diverted the Niagara Falls was dry, completely dry. Were they cleaning it? Yeah, I think that's what the goal was. No, they were reinforcing something, and they yeah, there was a bunch of shit down there. Yeah, I don't remember why they did it. I don't remember. I they had they had to have something. It was an reason. engineering feat. It was crazy. When was this done? Like nineteen twenty, something was, like that. It, uh, I'm sure it was the Army Corps of Engineer engineers. There it is. Yeah, it was creepy. Where did they route it? I mean, that water's got to go somewhere. In the sewer. <laughs> it's a little gutter. <laughs> a little gutter that ran down the street. Yeah. They had a gigantic bag. <laughs> they just told everyone out there, said, hey, expect no, the water just, down the they street. They stored it into a big bag, in, and then they poured it right back. Isn't, no, hold on. Just before midnight, March 29, 1848, Niagara residents, accustomed to a flow of the Niagara River, were awakened when it ceased to flow. Oh, that must have been just apocalyptic. Dude, that was in 1848. Was it really? Yes. No, they wouldn't have pictures like that. They had pictures back then. Well, I know, but you know what I mean. Well, maybe they did it no, again. No, there really was a picture from 19, 1848. Yeah, it was in a helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> right. So why did they do it? It was a drone. Yeah, but some of those are color pictures. There's no way they had color pictures back then. Yeah, you can make... They've done this more than once. Well, you can color pictures. No, you can't. World War II in color? No, nope, can't do it. All right. Sorry. Hold on. I'm going to find out why. Why did they? So they stopped uh, to study uh, what actions, if any, should be taken to remove the debris at the base of the American Falls. Why would? Why would they care? Yeah. Well, they said they said the American Falls were stopped by U.S. Army Corps of Engineers in order to study what actions, if any should be taken to remove the debris at the base of the American Falls. Upon completion of the study, it was decided to let nature take its course and do nothing about the rock removal. I believe there may have been some pieces that were precarious, precariously attached to the side, and they were debating on whether they should uh, mitigate it, knock it down. or Why? I mean, who's it going to hit? 
Uh, you know what? I guess they had tours down there. I don't know. They did that in 1848. Yeah, it's amazing. That is amazing. I wonder how many fish died. So they said there's an estimated 5,000 dead bodies found. Uh, no, there was an estimated 5,000 bodies were found at the foot of the falls between 1850 and 2011. So I'm wondering if that's a... Uh, oh, people who just like uh, swam over it? Uh, or committed suicide. Or committed suicide or thought, I can get into this barrel and just go over the side. Or they just kind of like, hey, Jimmy the Fish, hey, would you take Ike over here? You'll need some money. And that's why they die, because that gigantic mound of debris. They slam into they it. They slam into it. <laughs> yes. It's not like this nice deep pool at the bottom. No, it's not like a nice sandy landing. No, it isn't. Interesting. Nice Hawaiian pool. I bet you they could never do that nowadays because there would be too many environmentalists complaining. Yeah, they'd be like the. But they, what they, because this was done in the middle of the night. Um, I think it would wake you up if you're used to that roar. Oh, for sure. Also, that's God. what they said. They said the entire town woke up because that's how much constant. Well, did they? Did they not like tell them they were going to do this? Well, who knows? I mean, it's not like they had a you know like a TV. Them. They had Facebook. Let's ask them. <laughs> But can you imagine? It's it's kind of like having a vacuum cleaner running, and then all of a sudden it turns off, and you're kind of like, oh. Well, it must have been a deafening silence. Yeah, it woke everyone up. It was so quiet. Yeah. yeah. No, seriously. That's and, super cool. Imagine the, the, the tranquility they had for that short amount of time. Well, you get used to the noise. Yeah, um, but then the absence of the noise, it must have been. It's a distraction. It must have created a vacuum. Well, but you know what? So the water was probably diverted to the other side. So it was still Ron like Jeremy? There was still a Hold lot on, of noise. Go, go up. Roll up. Scroll back up. <laughs> did look like was that Ron, Ron Jeremy? Jeremy right there? The I don't think it death. is. Oh, my God. <laughs> cheat death? No, that's, God, look at that comb over. He tried <laughs> to cheat He he tried to cheat death twice at Niagara Falls. Okay. Yeah, whatever. Well, that's kind of dumb. Anyway, if you look in, uh, at an overall map, I think they diverted it to the other side. There's two sides of it, it looks like. We have the horseshoe and then the American. Right. So they would have still heard the noise from the other side. Just just saying. Well, that's on the Canadian side. So So I don't know how far away it, it is. It didn't cross the border. I've never been there. Have you guys seen the Niagara Falls? Yes. It was frozen when I was there. I have not uh, I have not seen it. Yeah, it was frozen when I was there. I would there, encourage so. you to like go. Literally not, not flowing, like no. flowing underneath. It was frozen. I, yeah, I would it freezes. I would encourage you Dude. to go, but I wouldn't bring anybody that's going to be bored. Because personally, I'm thinking... You would want to go there, yeah, see, have lunch, and take right. the time to walk around it, right? And, and soak up everything you can about it. Man, I'm telling you, it, it's. So you did go see it. I, I've been there several times. Oh, okay. Uh, when we would visit my grandparents, it was shorter for us to go north into Canada and then come south again uh, around Lake Michigan, right? Because they lived, uh, well, it would be it would be to take less time, right? So we would go by uh, Niagara Falls, stop by there almost every time. Yeah, it's cool. We get out, cool, cool, cool. But I mean, just to sit there, and they've got this little concrete wall with a little wrought iron fence above it, and there's, I mean, you could. There's so much water going over the side. Just, I mean, just, I mean, you got ten foot deep, two hundred yards across, constantly falling. Right. I mean, it's just. Awesome. You, you, it it's humbling. Yeah, the 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 the, uh, the raw awesomeness. I wonder if they could turn that of, into into energy of some sort. Kind of like uh, 
A bunch of people pedaling bikes at a at a so gym. Probably not quite as efficient, but something like that. <laughs> well, they have hydroelectric dams. Well, no, I wonder if they have anything. They may have something on these on the on the river. Just they need up, like upstream. a giant paddle wheel that goes all the way across. Yes, like that, right under the water, so it's like it's going yeah, super super crazy. The water everywhere. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> hey, producer, are there tums over there? Anybody need a beer? Uh, yes, I am. I would love a beer. Okay, I have three. I have Miller High Life. I've got uh, Yingling Light and Yingling Lager. I'll take a light. I'll do a lager. Give me the fat beer. Yeah, we really like the Yinglings. I wonder if they're going to introduce more <laughs> of the of the line. You know, they started out with the lager, the light, and the flight. I wonder if they're going to do the uh, black and tan and uh, and some of the other ones. They should. I think it's a really good beer. Yeah, it is tasty. Actually, I, I don't. You don't like it? No, I don't want them to. Oh, no, they have the gold, too. Which I'm, I wasn't. I was just kind of mad. Don't. Uh, no, I, I'm telling What I'm saying is don't queer it up. Just have yingling, have yingling light. You don't need a seltzer. You don't need any of that other shit. No, I'm not saying they may. They may have a seltzer. I don't know, but they have. Well, I mean, they also have seasonals. Well, and that might. That's fine too. But I just, I, I, I just don't want them to queer it up by diluting it so much with all these different. Yingling's good. The original recipe. Yeah, it's one of the oldest beers in the, in the United States. Was it made in Pennsylvania? Correct. Pennsylvania. Yeah, Pennsylvania. It was funny. I went to a uh, football watching party on Saturday, and. <clears throat> Um, and I asked my friend who hosted it, I said, can I bring anything? What kind of beer do you like? And he goes, oh, any light beer. So I brought Yingling Light, right? And my wife was like, no, I mean, is that a shit beer? Is that a shit beer? We should get something uh, like a nicer uh, beer. Like what? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I was like, nothing wrong with Yingling Light. It's not a shit beer. Right. It's not like Bush Light right. or, or I don't know, you know, some of what the college kids drink. Right. Like Lone Star. Old Lone Star Light. Light. Right, right, right. Anyway, it, it's just really funny how she was like, well, let's not get a shit beer. <laughs> well, you we know. drink shit beer then. Well, it, No, it's absolutely not a shit beer. I disagree. Like the Oktoberfest. I'd like to try that. Yeah, that, that might I be like, good. I like the margins in the, in the box. And Is stuff there anything like consistent about Oktoberfest beers? Because a, lot of, a lot of them make that. They're typically mar- margins, like... A Bach, like right? a Bach. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, because there's a I guess lot there's of them a, that do a, there are certain um, types of uh, grains that go in it that make it what the traditional Oktoberfest yeah. German beer would be. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I so I think there's some seasonal stuff that goes in there. Hmm. Now that beer right there, um, I wasn't Yingling, a huge fan of Yingling Hershey's. <laughs> yeah, we bought. I bought a. No, we didn't get that. I don't think I can do a chocolate beer. That's gross. we did not try that. The chocolate I porter. Did. Oh, you had it? <clears throat> yeah. Oh, yeah. We didn't have it. I've never had that one. I don't know. Is it thick and thick and nasty? Well, it's a porter. Well, yeah, it's a porter. It, it's uh, it, it it doesn't have as many bubbles. Was it creamy? Was it all nude? Jesus, man. That's so... What? <laughs> <laughs> Everything has to be sexual with Jeff. Me? All I said, I asked him if it was creamy. Yeah, it was, it was creamy. very... Just, yeah, just <laughs> spill all over your leg. Fucking pedophile. <laughs> Someone called you a pedophile the other day. What was that? What? 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 At Kroger? 
<laughs> what? <laughs> Did you pat somebody's bottom and got no called a pedophile? Said, no one called me a pedophile. <laughs> what the hell? What, what's the, the backstory, Jeff? You can't no, just no leave it hanging like that. that. That's the master of deflection. Like that. <laughs> He's the master of deflection. <laughs> the power of uh, of suggestion. It's a suggestion. See, now it's focused on Sean. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> not, not not it's really not it's really about pedophilia. But uh, the have you seen what's going on in the in the Loudoun County School Board? Someone said you were loud in, in whatever in the school board. <laughs> what? See, I just did that. He's a domestic terrorist. <laughs> That's right. Well, no, the, That's actually it, sad. It's a meltdown. The, it, it, the guy who got arrested, and they were all making fun of him, calling him a domestic terrorist. Did you hear what he was trying to do? The father? The father, the daughter. Oh, the father was freaking out because they, they were covering up his uh, daughter's rape. Correct. By a trans guy using the yeah, girl's Yeah, she was forcibly bathroom. sodomized yeah. in, the, in the bathroom at school. Yeah. And they did nothing about this kid who Except was a, transfer him. A, a trans, transgender. They transferred skirt. him or her? They transferred him without doing anything about it, and then he molested. He did it again. Then he assaulted a girl in a classroom at the next school. 15-year-old boy. And now they're, now, now they're addressing it. Well, what, they're, what they were doing is they wanted him to be quiet because they're trying to pass this crazy transgender law right? Uh, for the schools, saying that whoever it is, they could participate in the sport of their gender. They can go to the bathroom of their right. whatever gender. It's the whole woke, yeah, transgender woke thing, and, and it went bad immediately. And they covered that up because it would have looked poorly, and they probably wouldn't have been able to pass the right. woke agenda. Right. Unbelievable. Bullshit. Bullshit, bullshit. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, that school board, they need to be yeah, voted Yeah, all, of them, all of them need to go. They need to be voted out. Yeah, they're all... The problem is, I mean, that's a, that's a thing that you vote for. So people voted them in. Right. So it's either they wanted that or they didn't know, and now they need to get their asses out of there. Yeah, well, I mean, the silent majority just, like, minds their own business, do their own thing until you, until you piss them off like that, right? But the minority passionate people who are fighting for a cause and they have their ideology out, you know, and they're, they're the ones that go and find those people and vote them in. Right. Well, I Honestly, know. there's not a lot of people that take enough time to vote. Right. That's my whole, my whole point. The silent majority just sit back and, and get a paycheck and take care of their kids and do life. Right. They don't focus on bullshit like school boards. And You're, you're I hoping say, that I they do bullshit, it right. But it's not bullshit. It's that's, not bullshit. That's the point. It's not bullshit, but a lot of people think school board, eh, HOA, eh, uh, local local races in their city, eh, right. whatever. Right. I mean, they think president, vote president. President and Senate. N- not even Senate. I mean, I think they literally just think about president, right. the, the vast majority of people. And yet, exactly right. right. They, don't, they don't think about Congress. They don't think about representatives or Senate. They don't think about house races. They don't, none of that stuff. They don't. Well, I think it's going to be different this time around. I think I think you're right because there, there's so much press one way or the other of what's going on. Right? Because all, I mean, I mean, all these institutions have been uh, infiltrated by has, wackos. Has uh, Donald hasn't said he's running yet, has he? Not officially. I don't Who, think. Trump? Yeah. Uh, he, oh, he and I are first name. He basically. he has um, Donald. Donald. Yeah, yeah. is Donald going to run? Up DT. Me and, and Donaldus. Yeah. <laughs> Donaldus Maximus. He, uh, he has hinted. That he is going to, but I don't think he is. Yeah, he keeps dropping these bombs that big surprise coming. Yeah, big I, think, uh, I think you guys are going to be really happy with the decision I make. I, I, I really do. 
You don't sound anything like Don. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> oh, I really do. It's going to oh. be really huge. <laughs> Oi. You sound like a stoner. Your version of Donald Trump. <laughs> wow. What's up, dudes? You guys, well, that's what he said. He said that, I th- no, whatever, he's, he's, he's not going to say what he's going to, if he's going to run or not, but I think you guys are going to be very happy with me running. I mean, with uh, with the decision. I, I think made. he's probably going to wait to see what happens in the midterms. Yeah, he'll jump in if he's not happy about who's. <laughs> I think he'll I think he'll campaign for a bunch of folks, and then if we win the house, possibly the Senate, he'll be like, "All right, now I'm in." They have screwed up so badly, meaning the left. I don't know how they don't get trumped in 2022. Well, the they Repub- have screwed Re- up so mammothly, awfully badly. Everything is up. Food costs are up. Yeah. Everything's up. Nobody's happy about the mandates. Biden's, Everyone's ignorant about the vaccine. Biden's latest poll numbers are 38% positive. Yeah, it's even it's approved. A, I think it's in the 20s for his, for the border. It's unbelievable. What 20% or 25% approve that he's doing a good job on the border? Now, who, who is who, that? Yeah, who is that? Idiots. Idiots that just like Trump. People, people. They that get interviewed and they're like, "Are you happy with how he?" Uh, Biden? People that Biden? don't. Oh, live yeah, I like Biden. Close yes, to the border. yes, I approve. People that don't live close to the border. Yeah, folks up in like. New well, York people who and, don't listen to the news and don't yeah, care. Just and, ignorant. They they live in their little bubble and they're like, "Oh, Trump." Those yeah, we can't uh, trust Biden, those guys. Biden, yeah, Biden. I hear you. It makes me sick. I mean, even my trip up to New Jersey, I met a few. People, I was kind of like I had to bite my tongue. Yeah, you know, because I'm I'm there in a professional capacity, and, right? And I'm just like, Ugh. Well, were so, they spouting off about Trump still? Uh, how great Biden is? They, they no, they weren't spouting out Texas. Give us a scenario. Well, so, why were they talking politics? It was about the vaccine mostly, uh, okay, and and how everyone should get it. You know, not just that everyone should get it, but it's because. Our president says everyone should get it. We oh. need to be abiding by what our president says. Oh, my God. And I'm thinking, no. can you believe he's doing all of this with an executive order? No legislation. No, he hasn't done anything yet. No court anything. No, he, he told OSHA, right, to go. This has just been a press release. I know, but he, OSHA is now putting together the rules for his executive order. I know, but these companies are making decisions already before... Based off of a press announcement, I know that, I know that. So but there my, is there is no rule, there is no law, there is no order. He just came out and says we should do this. So all these companies are starting to do it. Ridiculous. Before it's even in place, and even if it's going to be in place, so because many, it may get shot down. Yeah. Well, already uh, we have a, a judge that that did a stay for United Airlines. For anybody who has a medical or or religious well, they delayed exemption, that, they delayed, they delayed the decision. Yeah, they well they said, you hold on, you can't mandate this. We're we're looking at this type of thing. Well, there was a, but they, it was only for religious and a, medical exemptions. They had a deadline, and they just pushed the deadline back. For, that kind of goes into mandating the vaccine. The, the, the whole Southwest thing. Oh, that's what it was for. For Southwest, was, the whole Southwest thing is is intriguing to me because Southwest is not really coming out. They're lying as to what the reason is. I know. They're, why saying, they had they're their... saying weather, and oh, there is no weather. Why is it affecting the other airlines? Why? Why? Why did they do that? Well, because pilots went on strike. 
They called it sick. They walked off the job because they were protesting the vaccine mandate. Whoa, that's, that's a big deal. I don't, I don't know. Is that officially officially? I mean, that's what a lot of people are saying. But then the other people are going, no, that's not it. That's not it. So I don't think it's officially come out. But a lot of the pilots are saying, yeah, a lot of folks called out, right? But mm-hmm. the stand, stance of the company is it was the weather and it was the uh Well, you know why they said it's the weather. They say if if they say it's the weather, then their they, their tickets aren't refundable. Correct. Mm. Yeah, they don't have to help you out. They don't have to help you find a hotel either. But if it's a mechanical problem, then they have to help put you up. Or, the or if the pilots walk off the job, probably, probably. But yeah, they said weather and air traffic control, and then the, I was the union the, came out and says no, it wasn't the air traffic control. You should yeah. always spend the everyone extra bucks has a, on everyone the insurance. has a, saw an interview with a guy, and he's like. Yeah, I checked all the connecting flights, and there were no weather issues on any of the connecting it's flights. Crap. It's total crap. They they so think they, this is still like 1980 when you could say it's a weather. No one really knew. Now everyone has basically the weather channel on their phone. They so, can look. So how shady is that? They did that because they didn't want to have to refund. That's exactly why the tickets. That's so crappy. I mean, that's not the official word. And but I've always, come on. I've always had so much respect for Southwest Airlines. Well, that's when Herb Kelleher was there, right? I bet if he was still in, did he pass away? I don't know. The, the He's the one who started, but uh, I bet if he was still around, he wouldn't have been doing this shit. I mean, I have so much respect for that airline because it's so like, you know, Texas and Dallas. And What, did you hear what uh, Abbott just did? Mm-mm. He, he just, just he just said, you know, fuck off, to, but Joe Biden. We're we're not gonna we're gonna make it a law that says you're not allowed to you uh, fire head, somebody if you have for knocking the vax. If you have a headquarters yeah. in Texas, you cannot mandate. Yeah, but then Biden came back and mocked Abbott and said that federal law trumps uh, state law. Sorry, I mean this is a mess, man. And it we got is. all these people, but it doesn't doing executive orders like. But it fuck, doesn't fuck Joe Biden. He can't, how is he fucking king? He thinks he is to make an executive order to tell tell. 300 million people that they have to go get a fucking vaccine? Are all you kidding all me? His, all his subjects. Yeah, well, he's not fucking king. And why is there not legislation that's gone through Congress to mandate a, a vaccine? How does he have the power to tell hundreds of millions of people what they have to do? He doesn't, but unfortunately, it's like the power of suggestion. He said it, so all these CEOs of these companies are like, I don't this disagree. takes me off of the I don't disagree. Hook. I don't disagree, but he is pursuing this with OSHA. Correct. And OSHA is putting together the work safety guidelines that includes getting a vaccine. Right. Otherwise, I, you're in you're in violation. Right. Of of OSHA OSHA guidelines, just like he's using the CDC to go after gun control. So here here's a, here's because he's question. calling that a health crisis. So here's a question. What's it's ridiculous. A, what, what's a health crisis? Yes. What is gun control? Oh, oh you said that. Gun violence. Time. So here's a question. Even though there's been 647 people killed by guns in the last year. Right. So so currently the drug companies are exempt from any lawsuits, right? Yeah. And the assumption is you could take it or you don't. If you take it, you assume the rest. If you don't, you don't have to take it. But yet you can sue a gun company. No. What I'm getting at is now, let's say my company comes to me and says, you have to take this. Can I sue my company? No. If I why not? Well, I mean, I'm going to assume no. Why not? I think you should be able to. Yes. So you're telling me I have to take this, right? And then you, I have to take this, right? And if I take it and I get sick, get sick, 
I'm going to hold you responsible, or my family is going to hold you responsible because you made me take this. Yeah, but if they're well, just, it's a choice. You could have quit. Well, if they're just well, I mean, I know right now it's a little different because the guidelines haven't hit yet. But when it when they do, they'll just say, "Well, we we had no choice but to, you know, follow the mandate of OSHA." Well, then why not hold OSHA responsible? Can we you, sue? Can we sue OSHA? It's I, a municipality, isn't it? I don't know. It's a government agency. It's a government agency. I don't think you can sue the government. You can't I'm sure sue. you can. Well, okay. Well, then people need to sue OSHA. I think Texas has sued the government 38 times this year so far. Well, I, I mean, talking about individuals, not the state of Texas. Well, I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know either. So uh, that's the thing, you know. If, if if there's a medicine out there, I don't want to take because there's side effects. That's on me. I'll, I'll, I'll live with whatever. Either I could take it and possibly have side effects or not take it and deal right. with whatever happens. Right. But if you're telling me, I have to take this medicine. And yeah. There's known side effects, and I have those side effects. You can't do anything about it. It's 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 insane. Yeah, I mean it's totally. You have to t- you have to take some responsibility. If you're telling me I have to take this, what responsibility do you have if something goes wrong? Right. There we go. Will employees be able to sue over OSHA violations? Unions representing hundreds of thousands of nurses, healthcare workers filed a lawsuit against the Occupational Safety and Health Administration on Thursday, alleging that the agency is violating its duties to keep workers safe by failing to issue infectious disease standard to protect healthcare workers. Oh wow, so this is the opposite. These are people these are people suing OSHA because they October, haven't mandated that, that everybody is 2020. take a vaccine. Right. That's 2020. So that's not but This current. is the opposite. This is people saying But the the fact is is that you you can't sue OSHA. Oh okay, well that's so a good point. That's that, a good point. That's 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 why I'm bringing that up. So you know, if so, if OSHA's mandating it, then they say, "Well, you know, what's the federal law?" So, is it a law? No, it's not a law. It That's wasn't what I'm passed saying. by Congress. So, it hasn't been passed by Congress, so OSHA can't push it. And furthermore, I don't know. Um, I don't know if that's true. See, here, here, here's what I think. I should that should happen. If they have an actual vaccine that that is authorized, then and only then. Should this even be considered? Right. I mean, not experimental. Correct. Not the experimental emergency crazy? version. It would I mean, have to dial, be an actual dial vaccine. everything back to that. We are, we are making the entire country get vaccinated on something that's experimental. I mean, insane. Mm-hmm. Absolutely insane. Hello. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do either. I mean, and, what, and what's nuts about it is it's all based on a lie. Unvaccinated people pose no more threat to anybody else than a vaccinated person they does. They can't answer that question. I mean, but, but that's what I keep coming back to. I was like, I mean, they are totally, you know, what is, what's the word? Villainizing? Uh, I mean, they're, they're making unvaccinated people to be complete villains. Right. Yeah, they're shaming us. Yeah. I mean, and, and the facts don't, don't prove it out. Vaccinated people are just as infectious, right, as unvaccinated people. Vaccinated people are just as much at risk to to cause a workplace danger as an unvaccinated person. Mm-hmm. So wh- why are we so all... So the entire office could be vaccinated and you could still have a... An outbreak. Outbreak. 100%. Well, now, now, those people, in theory, will have less of an impact in the response to the, to the, to the virus because... Vaccinated people have less of, you know, it's not a hard response. You know what I mean? 
They get over well, it's just it quicker. Like, just like you, you've had COVID. You could get it again. I could get it again. Yeah. 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 But Theoretically, it wouldn't be as strong. Right. I would imagine. Right. Since right. you do have some antibodies. I yeah, I would think so. But I but mean, you could still get it again. Yes. I mean, th- that's the part that I really, it really bothers me that it's all based on a lie. All of this crap, this craziness that we're forcing the country to go through, and all these fighting and companies and employees and people quitting and, and losing their jobs and. All of this is built on a lie Yeah, that unvaccinated people are a bigger risk than vaccinated people. They're not. Yeah. One of the other things that uh, I've been watching is the whole airline, the pilots, a lot of them are, they have until December 7th or something like that right? to do this. And they expect, what, 25, 10%, 25% or whatever to, to quit. To quit. If that is, and what that's going to do is that's going to completely go cause up chaos for the holiday travel, travel chaos. Going to cause complete chaos. I mean, it's already causing chaos in the hospitals. Yeah, I mean, a, a bunch of nurses have lost their jobs and quit. Yeah. You know, they had had to or got fired. Got yeah. fired. Maybe yeah. that's what they want. Maybe the the what, the, the, the shadow government wants us to to break down and to put this in a some sort of police order. I don't know. I don't know either. I, it's one more step for communism. Yeah, I just, just don't understand how hospitals are can can absorb that. I mean, they're already struggling. I know. Well, they're calling you know? in the National Guard. In into the hospital. Yeah, the National Guard is the the medics for the National Guard are, are now nurses. Some of the some of the states are doing that. I mean, this is a self inflicted. When they complain about we just don't have enough nurses, well, you fucking caused that right. by forcing a vaccine. Right. What's going to happen is it's probably going to be very lucrative to become a nurse. Oh, they're already doing uh, retention bonuses, yeah. signing bonuses. It's going to be very lucrative to be a, be a nurse. It's almost like, do I need to go become an RN? Because the, there's going to be so much demand for a nurse. Now, granted, you have to get the vaccine, but you're going to get paid extremely well. Yeah. You're going to have signing bonus, retention bonus. And I think a very healthy salary. This is just, we live in a weird world right now. It'd be a good, if, like I said, if you don't, if you want to get the vaccine anyway, be, become an RN. There's, I mean, well, and wait. High demand. I mean, think about, let's go, let's go into the future, six, six months, eight, eight, ten, ten months. And, and all the other companies are doing it. My company, your company, and now a bunch of people are unemployed because they don't want to take the vaccine. Right. I mean, there's going to be jobs. I mean, they're already struggling to hire. Yeah. Like, and so, and so what then? I mean. Yeah. Well, airline pilots, right? Airline pilot, anybody. I just lost 10% of my pilots. I need to go hire another thousand pilots. Right. Or whatever that number is. Right. Right. So. I don't know. I I just don't understand this. I mean, I don't know how, I don't know how our workforce can absorb this. If, if every single company starts firing everybody because. According to. (laughs) Well, I mean, considering the the volume of folks we have coming up north, we'll be able to to rehabilitate. Well, those are not, well, those are not skilled employees, though. Well, those are not the, airline right. pilots. They're, but there there well, may be they a few diamonds be. in the rough, you know. Well, maybe, a maybe they'll throw them all into simulators, and they have six weeks to start flying airplanes. <laughs> well, just Good pretend day. they're going to be a radical terrorist. That's what they did yeah. to to jump on board to fly those planes to crash them into the towers. Except this time, they'll let them in the door. I mean, they're like just like. Give them a badge and a right. uniform and right. put them in there. I saw another interview with the sheriff of L.A. County, and uh, 
he was a Democrat because sheriff's elected official. Yes. And he was a Democrat and he was on Tucker as well. And he was, he's, he decided he's going to go against the mandate rule. He's like, I can't afford to lose 10 to 15% of my workforce. There we go. Why are not more people standing up and saying, F you, we're not doing that. He's like, he's like, I believe in the, in the vaccine 100%. He goes, but who is it for me? If my coworker believes he shouldn't take it. Why is my belief Trump his belief? Right. And he's like, and I can't afford to lose 10 to 15%. He goes, you think the homeless and the violence is bad now. Wait right. until 10 to 15% of my police force is gone. Right. And they, right. and they literally can't patrol and they can't, they can't keep yeah. things under control. He goes, when you call 911, you expect a response. He goes, you won't get a response. I, it's incredible. And it's, it's, people don't think these things through when they do things like this. Well, they, they think that they're going to strong arm, you know, 98% of Americans into getting the vaccine and then they get what they want. But uh, Americans don't bend like that. So my question is, once we're at 98%, what's next? What's at 90%? What do you let's, mean? Say we're, let's say we're, we eventually, you know, everyone's like, all right, I got the vaccine. Yeah, they won. They won. Everybody, now what? Boosters every seven months. Now what? Well, that, those Forever. Are, well, probably. But those Forever. Have, that, but that has not been approved yet, I don't believe. Well, I mean, but, but, well, keep I going. don't understand why they just don't administer. Just say, hey, man, look, we, we, we've got another flu shot. All right? So we've got some shit going on. And just give everyone the option. I mean, the flu shots are doing great. Yeah. I mean, they really are. A lot of people get them. I yeah. get the flu shot. I'm going to get one this year, as a matter of yeah. fact. So, never, never got one. Yeah, get, I don't, get, I don't, I don't like to get them either um, for the same reasons. But, I, but I'm just saying, if they would stop with the shenanigans and stop forcing it down people's throat and just say, hey, man, look, if you want the shot, here it is. That's if what you I've don't want said. it, suck it. You know? That's what I always said. It should have been just another flu shot. And uh, I but guarantee it's been turned political. They probably would have had, I mean, there were. The same amount of people would have got the shot, as right. a, you know, and then it, it's just to me it makes sense. If when well, you force shit down people's throats, and they don't want to do back. it, man, dude, it's just not you know, it's just not healthy. And, and given that the whole thing, the whole basis of all of that is based on a lie, it makes me the only thing I can think of is conspiracy theory. You know that they're in cahoots with the with the pharmaceuticals, big pharma, or they made a, a promise to the pharmaceuticals that you will make. You'll make, you know, $30 trillion and, you know, and, and uh, or they made them, they basically signed a contract that said that they would mandate vaccines or that's the only way that we'll, we'll bust, you know, kill ourselves making this vaccine is if you, you know, you, you have to promise that you'll mandate it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. That's the only thing I can think of because it's based on a lie. Yeah. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get it either. You know what I don't get? Interesting fact to it. I, I smell a left turn coming here. 95% of the bourbon <laughs> comes from Kentucky. Yes. Right. But it doesn't have to. Well, look at Gary. No, it brothers. doesn't. It doesn't so have to be Kentucky. Bourbon creation is linked to Louisville, but most of it comes from Kentucky. Unlike other distinctly geographic-bound products, though, such as champagne, which comes from Champagne, France. Champagne. Yeah, you can't call oh. it champagne unless it comes from Champagne. I'm sorry. What was that? That was French. No. I don't think it was. I'm Duolingo. Well, bourbon. <laughs> Duolingo. Uh, champagne has to come <laughs> like from the app. Champagne, <laughs> France. It has to actually come from the city. Correct. Bourbon can come 
from anywhere in the United States. Correct. But only the United States. Only the U.S. But I didn't Puerto even know Rico. that, though. I didn't know that. Well, I Gar- thought, Garrison Brothers is a bourbon. Yeah. I Texas. still didn't know that, though. So today there are bourbon distillers all over the United States, including California. Oregon Oregon Spirits. Ooh, that's a dead giveaway. Jack Daniels. Tennessee. Tennessee. So here's an interesting (laughs) uh, factoid. Here's an interesting factoid. Uh, Bourbon. The word bourbon. Mm -hmm. Do you you know where that came from? Bourbon. Bourbon. Someone's last name, isn't it? Well, it's actually, uh, it's a, it's, it's, I believe it's a region. So when the, you know what cognac is. So in cognac. French, they're, they made cognac in like uh, the bourbon region. I don't know what it's called. Maybe it's a county or something, but it was bourbon. Maybe it was the last name. But they came to Kentucky and they started building some of the first distillers, still distilleries. In and bourbon county. Or wherever. Oh, so, there it is, Bourbon County. Bourbon County. In so, Kentucky and despite, Bourbon Street in Despite its roots in American history, Bourbon's name is entirely French. The House of Bourbon was extremely powerful in Europe mm-hmm. and placed several French kings from 1500s to the 1800s. We should clarify, though, that mm. Bourbon di- the, the Bourbon Dynasty probably had little to do with Bourbon's creation. Instead, according to Bourbon expert Michael Veach, it's more likely that the two industry entrepreneurs Stole the name for marketing purposes, but basically, there's a like uh, the Ter, uh, the Tarascan brothers. Uh, sure, whatever. They're the ones that traveled from Cognac, France, to Louisville in the 1800s, hmm. and there was uh, they formed the first bourbon distillery. And why Louisville? Yeah, because you couldn't like fly straight to it back in the day, so you had to go by boat, it, like right off the Ohio, like from New York. Was it off the Ohio? Probably, yeah. It's right on the Ohio. So they must have, like, did Well, the, they uh, sell their whiskey down the river. Down, the in, down to New Orleans. There you go. There you go. That's why. Yeah. There you go. So regardless of the, that, so, the, you know, we also know that they decided to age their whiskey in charred barrels to mimic the French cognac's flavor, by the way. So that's just an interesting little tidbit there. So it says here, this is Wikipedia, so take it for what it's worth. Right. It says in 2018, distillers derived $3.6 billion in revenue. I don't think it would be more than that. As much bourbon people buy, at least we right. buy, I would think $3.6 billion <laughs> is light. Uh, That's a lot of money, but it's not a lot of losers like us. You know what? That puts, that puts $3.5 trillion in perspective. <laughs> How much bourbon could you buy for that? I mean, All of it. Good. $3.6 is nothing compared to $3.5 trillion. Yeah. What is that? That's three thirty-six hundred. Is it thirty-six hundred billions? Something like that. Sure. Yeah. I thought you were a mathologist. Oh yeah. I was like, where does that go? Sure. No, I'm a math. I'm a it's math. It's a thirty-six I'm a to the uh, tenth power. I'm a mathlete. Only when Star Wars is involved. God. You really don't know this. What? What, you don't per- know how what many... percentage is three and a half billion to three point five trillion? Well, just how many how many billions are there in a trillion? Is it do, a thousand? Do, do, do. Do, 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 do. All right, here's another yes, fun fact from the bourbon distilleries. For a trillion. So there fun are 3,600 bourbon distilleries made penicillin Correct. during World so War II. Did you know that? Ten World War II revenues, bullets and bombs revenues were scary. What'd you say? I, I, I was like another fun fact from bourbon. You guys just like babbling well, about. We're, we're well, because we're math leading. Math leading. Yeah, I know you're fucking just whip your dicks out and get it over with. Bourbon distilleries <laughs> made uh, penicillin during World War II. 
See? Yes. Right, so during World War II, bullets and bombs were scary, but wound infection was a legitimate concern as well. Though Sir, the Sir Alexander Fleming, Fleming discovered penicillin some 15 Flag years him. before World War II broke out. The antibiotic was in short supply, so bourbon distillers converted to make penicillin on a large scale, saving countless numbers of wounded soldiers. So, You know what the trivia is going to be now? What's that? In 2020, all the distilleries made hand sanitizer. Yes. Little vodka makers? <laughs> That's, yes. Yeah, they were big bottles. They they made hand sanitizer. They converted and made it the hand. That's why. And all the textile companies made masks. Yes. Anyway, Lord. go ahead, Sean. No, you're right though. It's kind of stupid. It's stupid. I, I just I, I just thought about the you know the mad rush to get masks, and it was such a big deal, and and everyone was reaching deep to find to get. I mean, everything cleared off the it shelves. Was, it was like thirty bucks, fucking box. And you got like exactly it's like it, shit. So I mean, when they first came out there was like someone somebody in our company was going i've got someone down in south texas i can make some masks and they someone started whipping out these masks from their fucking the wife was like with the sewing machine and it's all kind of fucked up fabric it's like some (laughs) ups brown and some mcdonald's yellow on the backside and you fucking look like the hamburglar (laughs) fucking walking down the street with these masks on but all kinds of weird colors and they're they're like ten bucks a pop. Right. Like, get the fuck out of here, you know? Well, we did the we did the cut up the t shirts yeah. and roll them up or fold them up and then use rubber bands over our ears. We did that really in the very beginning, yeah. And I, I looked cool though. I would have totally made fun of you. Oh, I, I do no, work. I looked amazing. That's probably why a you lot got of people COVID. complimented me. Yeah, that's how you got Especially COVID. Especially at Kroger. That's how you got COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. I got it from an old T-shirt. Old T-shirt. It had been arm. around for, for you decades. The, you had the armpit under your nose. Oh. Yeah, what's crazy, though, you know, that the, the back then where the uh, the hand sanitizer was so expensive, the masks were ridiculous. You go to Home Depot, you couldn't find it, so you'd find it at Home Depot for 25 30 bucks a box. Yeah. Then you go to Bucky's and it's like two fifty a box. Remember those two? It's a nickel. Yeah, it's a nickel. Do you remember those two <laughs> brothers in like Tennessee? But there was like that, one layer. Remember they bought like eight thousand dollars worth of. Uh, they they cleaned out all the the hand hand sanitizer immediately when it hit, and then they tried to sell it back and gouge, and they arrested them. Oh really? Oh yeah. I recall that. Say it again. There was some brothers. They bought like a shitload of materials. Oh, yeah. Cleaned out all the shelves of of I'm sure a number number of places. And uh, and went online and was selling them at like crazy rates, and they they got busted and and you know caught for gouging. Yeah, you can't gouge in the terms of emergency. Yeah, like gas stations cannot. Right. There you go. Yeah. Well, during normal times you can gouge, but during emergency times you cannot gouge. Right. Well, market price is market price. Yeah, if you want to try to it sell like a gallon good of business. gas for ten bucks a gallon, you could try. No one will come to your station. Right. But, you know, when people are forced and you're the only station around that has gas, you can't gouge them. All right. I've got another fun fact. I'm, I'm going to try to throw some 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 cool things. I mean, so this is uh, Thomas Jefferson helped make this happen. So what it is, uh, remember t- Thomas Jefferson for, for a lot of things, like drafting the Declaration of Independence. He's racist. Acting as yeah, the third president of the United States. But that's what people think now. I Thomas know. Jefferson, I hate he, him. He didn't like. He didn't drink bourbon. He didn't like it at all. Uh, but however, he, he did help make Kentucky bourbon what it is today. Because in the 1780s, he gave 60 acres. Because uh, we had a lot of relationships with France, 
Yes. And I mean, they were allies. He gave 60 acres of Kentucky land to farmers, telling them to grow native crops. So he he called one of the areas of the regions called the Bourbon County. And that was based on uh, that. Those were the folks that were from that made the cognacs. Mm. So it's just a correlation between cognac. And so, I mean, really, I mean, if you think of the lineage of it, uh, it's interesting. Have you ever had cognac? Oh, yeah. I don't know if I have. I have not. Yeah, cognac is just like bourbon. Just yeah. like it. What? Well, yeah. It's got a more of a port taste to it. It's got a little uh, more fruit in it. What? Shall we get a cognac? No. Wow. What? No. Do we have to get Why? large snifters? Because we're not French. You fuck it. Oh. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, no, we're not, we're not trying cognac. C-O-G-N-A-C. We're drinking American whiskey because we're American. Well, we have scotch. We have Irish whiskey. Yeah. So cognac is basically, it's a, it's a brandy is all it is. We don't drink brandy. What's oh. wrong with you guys? When did you become <laughs> sissies? Cognac. Yeah, but look, they have cool bottles and shoes. Whoa. And, sho- and shoes? <laughs> what What is that? that <laughs> and a seat. Flaunt cognac top. Oh, they have cognac tops, too. For ninety eight bucks. Nice. Wow. It's basically a wife beater for women. Yeah, it is. What is that? Yeah, the cognac gun. So decanter. Decanter. Okay. We're derailing. All right. Well the, the the brandy. What is brandy? I mean, what is how do you make brandy? Because really, yeah, grape. Uh so it, all right, we're all buying uh, some cognac next time. Oh, good lord! They, like I said, it's more of a, it's got more of a fruit flavor to it. They, it's kind of mm-hmm. like a, a strong, yeah. You know what is for, the the for proof? fruits for a fruit? It's it's they're for fruit cakes. They're around eighty proof. They're not as strong. They they don't typically have a very strong cognac. What cognac? Yeah, so cognacs are run about yeah. eighty proof. Yeah, so go ahead, guys, go buy your sixty is seventy-five. Is Covassier a cognac? Yeah, Covassier. Uh, there are certain types of people that they'll go to the bar. They'll be like, mm, "I just want some Covassier and Coke." And in retrospect, now I'm thinking, or Martell and Coke. You know, and I was thinking, dude, you're an idiot. You know, because I was thinking, oh, this stuff is really good. You know, and you're and now I'm like. Totally is not good. <laughs> Fuck that stuff. They need to be drinking it with Coke. Right. But it was so pompous for the same. Like, I want cognac and Coke. And I was like, get the fuck. What'd you, what'd you just order a bourbon and Coke? What do you right. want a cognac and Coke for? Why? Sad. It made no sense to me. It does now, though, right? No, it still doesn't. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> so you do not like cognac? Um, no, I, I think I don't cognac, know if I've ever had it. Cognac is good. It's not bad. I mean, cognac is one of those things that it's kind of like a, it's a very strong, strong wine. So those people that uh, that grew up in wine county, wine country, and it's kind of like you have your wines and you have your cognacs because cognac is kind of like a derivative from wine. It, it's like a it goes beyond a port. So it's know? not a it's not barley and malt and corn and shit like so that. It's they, a grape. There's uh, grapes. Let me see here. Well, yeah. So cognac is a type of brandy, and after the distillation and and during the aging process, uh, let me see. Grape. So by twice distilling grape produced in any of the designated growing regions. So the grapes, uh, the white wine. So they use white wine in making cognac. 
So it's kind of like sake, so to speak, because sake is kind of like a rice wine. It's a rice they wine. convert, you know, through a process. Okay. And I guess it's also how they make potato vodka. It's also a process. I mean, you could distill just about anything, can't you? Any kind of grain or fruit. Yeah, yeah. That's just, he's it's so weird. Fruit. <laughs> he sound like the fucking the the tiger. It's great. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, this is painful. All right. So Paul said he's getting us. Uh, I'm not this next time. Yeah, I'm not getting cognac. Uh, I think I think we need to get one bottle. No, just for the experience. I disagree. There's like a million whiskeys we haven't gotten to yet. Yeah, it's true. So what what do you think is the hardest bourbon to find out there? Hardest to find? Yeah. Like what the the, the like a brand or yeah, just the a, best bourbon is usually the hardest to find. Yeah, I, I think that. I disagree, but um well, well like well, go ahead. This, Tell us. there's a series, a serious cult uh, following around Pappy Van Winkle. Correct. Yes. Considered to be the best bourbon you can buy. Except you can't buy it but very often. P- uh, Pappy Van Winkle is almost impossible to find. It typically requires years on a waiting list or a very deep wallet. Luckily, Buffalo Trace Whiskey began distilling Pappy Van Winkle in early 2000s. They also distill a bourbon called L W Weller. Wellers. Yeah, Wellers. We have Weller. Wellers. A uh, few realize like uh, this, Me but too. it's true. 12-year Wellers I'm gonna go get some. use the same recipe as Pappy. It is. It's just uh, aged in a different spot. It's the exact same mash bill. Yeah, well, there's 10 years and 12 years. Yeah. That's the, the exact difference. same mash bill. I'm going to go get some Wellers. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. No. We, we've never done this before. Turn a you corner. You can't just leave the podcast and go get Wellers. We've got two and a half, three minutes left. Yeah, what's happening? We, we have Son another bourbon. We already chose. To, what is happening? We've lost control. He just left. Uh, go get the Willers. What the fuck oh, yeah, is no, wrong no, with you? Don't come back in here without Willers. Jesus. A jackass. He walks all the way out there and then yeah, comes he, back empty-handed. Yeah, he teases us and then says, "Oh, fine, I won't get it." All right. What's so, wrong with him? Well, while he's out there fondling the uh, Willers bottle, I'll do number ten. Oh. There are more barrels of bourbon than the people in Kentucky. Hmm. So Kentucky is home to 4.7 million barrels of bourbon. It's only home to 4.7 million people. So there's really more bourbon barrels in Kentucky than people. We don't have much left, so we have to be careful here. You've got a tankard that's 3.5 milliliters. I don't understand what's happening. So it's, it's basically the same mash bill, right? So this is basically the same mash bill as Pappy Winkle's 10-year. Except we're saving a ton of money. Well, that is a rather dense pour. Yeah, are we doing another bourbon after the pot, after the intermission? Yes. <laughs> are we planning on throwing up during the next one? I, I got to work after the podcast. I'm not saying we have to do... Yes, we do. This is what this is 90 proof. So. Oh, yeah, that's nothing. Oh, that's, only, yeah. Oh, that's nothing. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and um, overflow it. <laughs> Rim it out. Wellers is always good. Yeah. Good. And honestly, I, oh, that's um, really good. Mm. I really like. Oh my gosh, you can taste everything. I'm telling you, I I think we're doing ourselves a disservice by not opening up every single bottle that we get as soon as we bring it on, and let it and leave it open for a while. This because is also, that half bottle. 
This is a huge bottle. So it's three and a half liters. Oh, no, it's a liter three and a half. Three and a half liters? I'm sorry. Point. It's one and a half liters. Well, so it's, it's 1.5 liters. It, it's half full. So you got all that room for it to 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 breathe, gas to off gas, so to speak, and all the flavors instantly come out. I think it's great. I think that's the way it should be done. Yeah, and it's it, according to this, it's the original wheated. Well, is Pappy Winkle a wheated? Yeah, it's the same. Well, there you go. It's the same ash bill. So it's one point seven five liters. Not 1.5 liters. So well, why like, would they have 750 uh, milliliters for a bottle? A smaller one, yeah. And then 1.75 for the big one. I'm sure it has something to do with how many bottles you can get out of a barrel. Probably. probably that doesn't make sense because probably, the, the denomination is... Well, how many times does 350 milliliters go into 55 gallons? Well, not millim... What? Yep. No, that's a valid point. Look up the milliliters to oh, gallons. Fucking gay. Conversion. No, they got 750 yes. milliliter bottles. Yes, they that's do. That's a normal a regular, bottle. That's, that's what bottle. we all would buy. Yes, yeah, the small bottle, this one. Yeah. And then double that. It's not double. This is, not, this I, is I know. More that's my double. point. That's my point. It should be double. No, it's 1.75. So it's a. Th- all right, so what's the size of a regular magnum? Huh? Do 1.75. Liters. You get to 357. Or, 50, okay, or 1750 milliliters, whatever. Yeah, okay, 1.75 liters is, should be a half gallon. 1.75. So a magnum, uh, so 1.5 liters is a magnum. Basically a half gallon. So that, that that's not, so what is that again? A half gallon, 1.75. One point, is a half gallon? Yes. That's yes. retarded. So... Well, not quite a half gallon. Point so it says 1.5 liters equals a magnum. So a magnum is what you would say. I'd like a magnum of wine or magnum of anything. So I want you to go to Total Wine and say that. I'm looking for a magnum of uh, dude, Jack Daniels. Dude, you, they have them. They, they say that all the time. Not of Jack Daniels. <laughs> no one says that. Homeboy said magnum last week when we were there. Of wine. not a, not. Well, he um, used the word magnum. I don't give a fuck what, what he's talking about. What are you talking about? Magnum. P.I. No one says the word magnum. <laughs> P.I. <laughs> P.I. Well, okay. you get mag- I've heard magnum in, in, uh, when used with wine. You can buy a magnum. That's the huge yeah, so, bottles of wine. I know so you can get given that each standard bottle contains five glasses of wine, it isn't extravagant to suggest a bottle for a table of four dinners. So this works out where the magnum is basically double that. So it's ten. What does that say? What does that yeah, mean? Yeah, a, a 1.5 liter magnum is equivalent to two standard 750 milliliter bottles, but that's not what this is. Okay, this is not well, a magnum. I, I agree with than you. A magnum. I agree with you. So bigger it's, than a magnum? Uh, no, it's smaller. No, bigger. It's bigger. Correct. It's bigger, but the, why? I don't know. Because they want it to be close to a half gallon. I don't yeah. know. I I agree it's with you. 1. It has 7.5? something to do. It has something to do with how many bottles you can get out of a gallon. Out of, no, a no, out of a barrel. Out of a barrel. 55 gallons. Is it 55 gallons? That's yeah, what 55 I mean. gallon barrels. Isn't that what we saw up there? 55 gallon barrels? I don't know. Right. The producer's going to have to tell us what a standard bourbon barrel holds. Oh. Is it 55 gallons? Man, we're doing a lot of looking up because we don't know anything. Standard bourbon barrel. There we go. Good. It has a 53 gallons. 
Okay. All right, now go back to your conversion rate and look up 1.75. Okay, so we know that's well, 0.46. Do... So I guess we need to do 0.4623, uh, 53 divided by that. Wow. That was aggressive. 53 gallons nice. divided by 0.4623. Let's do the math. Our viewers want to know. That, that will tell us how many. You, you tell me. Read it to me. Is your microphone not working, Mr. Producer? Just tell me. That's 119. Exactly. 118.97. So, yes, pretty much. Producer, confirm that, please. So you get 119 of these. There you go. That's why they did it. Out they're, of a barrel. They're doing it to make it an even number. Or not uh, an even number. You know, but I wasn't even listening. A whole and, number. You know, and here's the thing. That's bullshit. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because you never know what's going to be in the barrel. Because you got the devil's cut, and the angel share. You know what? So That's a very good point. You never know. That's so a good it, point. it makes no sense whatsoever. There is evaporation. Yeah. So yeah. it makes none. Yeah. You and he's absolutely right. They, you don't know. It's variable of what you're going to get out of a barrel. Well, I think they can get close. They they could probably say they could probably predict how much they're going to get out. That reminds me. So at the Garrison Brothers, they don't have 53 gallon barrels. They have smaller barrels. I don't know if you saw that. You don't have to use the big barrels. So they had smaller barrels, and they were trying different things in terms of, because, you know, Texas, the, where they age in open air, open air, it's totally different than Kentucky, right? Sure it's a lot is. hotter here, major differences in, in the, you know, in the degree, you know, in the variations. And they said they, were, they opened up, they were trying different things, and they opened up uh, a bunch of barrels. They were all empty. Completely empty. They all evaporated. Though. They all evaporated. And they were like, "Oh my god, that was like a million dollar mistake." <laughs> oh no. Yes, uh, that's what the guy was uh, the, the dude at Garrison Brothers was, was telling us about. Um, anyway, so yeah, no, you're absolutely right, Sean. Uh, massive variance in. Uh, I, I guess if the barrels were all in the same climate, right, and they know is climate controlled, maybe. I mean, wasn't well, it the more that. It, it, the more it evaporates, it wasn't the. It's so hard. The more the variables thick it would be are so difficult because you got the thickness of what the barrels. Well, the, well, the more it evaporates, does it get thicker or more the, oh, concentrated? The, I don't think viscosity so. or. Well, doesn't it get more like? Or like use that a, word again. You like viscosity? No, I'm just it doesn't get thick like syrup. No. So would it no. get stronger though, flavor wise? Um, well, if you because are, stuff evaporates out of it, right? Would if, the solids yeah, of yeah, it stay it there? It becomes more condensed. For... Okay, so you're you're thinking that it separates and that water evaporates and something gets left behind. It doesn't. The bourbon itself evaporates, like in its entirety. So everything. It, yes, in its entirety. Right, yes. Right. Yes. It, you can't separate the water out of bourbon. Now I'm a chemist. Did you know I had... So many talents. You're a mathlete and a chemist. I'm a mathlete. I'm a geologist. I'm a chemist. On this podcast, I fucking know everything. You're a foil. I am. I am the the foil. You're a jackass. No, I'm the foil <laughs> that holds this podcast together. With do we have some music? So we're almost done yeah, with why, this. Why so we, we need to make sure we go find another another tanker to this. Okay. It's getting a little thin. All right. So I'll I'll All do right. I'll do one more. Uh, I'll do a couple more of these things. You guys know what mint juleps are? Yes. What are they? That's the official drink of the Churchill Downs, right? I was yawning, but I heard midget tulips. Mint julep. 
That's that's the official These drink. S- that's the official drink of the Churchill Downs. Small people juleps. Kentucky Derby. <laughs> the Kentucky Derby. I said tulips. So, Midget tulips. Um, so mint juleps were created to disguise bad bourbon. So I didn't know that. They oh, like selling fraudulent stuff. So they what they did so they oh, they they disguised oh, I see. lousy whiskeys because <clears throat> up here somewhere those are called mixers. They have uh, let me see here <laughs> bourbon. Uh, I'll, I'm going to do two in one. So bourbon requires no minimum age. They invented right? Coke. So to there go with maybe yes. a minimum age to Problem drink solved. it, but there's no set of number of years to age bourbon. So technically speaking, as long as it sits in a new oak barrel charred for even a millisecond, it's legal to call it bourbon. That said, anything, just like the Pabst Clear Bourbon. Yes, they actually run it over oak. Oh come on! Yeah. That's all they do. That's retarded. They let it run over it. For so the, a the that said that anything aged for less than four years requires an age statement on the label. Unaged or the white dog bourbon sometimes sold at the distillery. So so then I jump over here back to the mint juleps. It says some of these that like you said just pour over the 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 plank. Uh, back in the day, we we weren't as great at distilling, and the, all the off flavors um, we used mint and plenty of sugars to, to disguise the the bourbons. Thus, the mint julep was born. Ugh, gross. So I, I guess that's where like bottled and bond came from because people were they bootlegging consistency. And, yeah, they were coming up. With, they were lying about what was in it, and so bottled and bond came along. To verify that it was that's good the government. Stuff. That's the government. They regulated it. Correct. Very nice. And you know, so that reminds me, when I was in Fredericksburg, um, I went to, I guess there's a local distillery there. That it wasn't Garrison Brothers, but some other one that mainly they make wine and they have vodka and they also had whiskey, not bourbon, but whiskey. And so I, you know, being the connoisseur or the, the sommelier, sommelier <laughs> that I am. French. I went up there and I was like, uh, "Yeah, we'll we'll have some of your uh, bourbon, and I'll have one neat, and I'll have one with Coke uh, for for Shelly, right? I knew she wouldn't drink it, and so we both got it and sat down, and I was like, ah, 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 ah. nasty." And my wife was like, <laughs> "It was bad, it was bad, really." And I was like, uh, "Okay, wow." And I went back back up there and I was like, "Oh yeah, how long do you age your whiskey?" And he goes, well, um, we um, we flash, um, we f- <laughs> we flash what they call it, flash aging, flash age it. Thank you. <laughs> we flash age it. And I was like, oh no. <laughs> and I was like, please describe. Uh, well, we have a bag of charred chips that we dip it in the <laughs> like a tea bag. Uh, damn, yes. <laughs> I was like, get the fuck out. That was when I texted you guys. I was like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you don't remember that? God. When I texted you guys. So they put a bag. So like, yeah, steep, they flash. They flash so they age it by putting a bag of of chips in that's it. That's not aging it. No, it's not aging it. It's well, not aging. It. And it was very light. I, that's what I was really it's still worried about. Called the bourbon. I saw that. Well, this one, I don't think it was a. Was there bourbon. any color to it? There was some color, but not much. Not much. <laughs> it's like a tea bag. Yeah, it was bad. All right, it so was not a good whiskey at all. This is uh, some disheartening information. Which really kind of pisses me off, that the taxes account for more than half the bottle of bourbon. There's a government for you. Sixty percent, about sixty percent of the cost of any given bottle of bourbon goes to the government. On top of that, even today, even today, 
On top of that, bourbon producers in Kentucky pay over $14 million in property taxes to store their barrels. That is an incredible amount of taxes. Yeah, it's sad. So if you buy a 40, let's do easy math, $100 bottle of bourbon, that should be, cost 40 bucks is what the cost should be. Yeah. Plus tax, let's, let's add a little bit of tax, so let's say $43. Whatever. Just say, just so they're you know, getting sixty. We bucks. should be paying paying a third of the price. I would just say, you know, we should be paying a third of the price ish. Yeah, like this bottle was forty bucks. Yeah, right. Fifteen dollars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking government. Yeah, it makes me sad. Yes, it hurts my heart that the government takes that much money. Jeff, have you had a tough day today? Yeah, a day. Well, no, it's just, it's just. You know, work just beats you down every now and then. I'm in that phase. Yeah, I'm some reason I am too. Tell you, um, I've never ever in my entire life have racked up a queue of. I know. We, I think I talked about this before about the emails. Yeah, yeah. I have. I have not been able to get that number down below a hundred, and I usually mine usually sit about ten to fifteen. God, it's insane. And Are they all different claims, dude? They're yeah. Well, I mean. No. Like there's a hundred un unhandled claims. No, no. Okay, they're, they're about four, 50 claims. Shit. So it's just like, and, and they're people that want something. Right. And, and they keep emailing you, which just makes it go. Yeah. One. One oh two. Yeah. Right. And it, it stresses me out every time I hear my phone go ding. I'm just like fuck. <laughs> Somebody else wants something, and I'm going as fast as I can, man. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, I don't um I don't have much of that. I do have fifteen thousand unread emails, but it's because I'm copied on right. a ton of shit. And why I can why don't you select all I can delete. Well, I know I need to. But I can preview them. You know how you can preview them and, and then not mark them as red? That's right. that that's all of them. Like I'm previewing everything because I can't, you know. Yeah, you do you if you just delete them. I don't know. When you got fifteen thousand, it does so much to your. Because yes. when, when you open that up, it it eats away your your RAM, I uh, believe, or something like that. That hasn't been a problem, but I, I will tell you that it's just it's just poor m- mailbox management. Well, it's all cloud based as well. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Cloud uh, mailbox management. That seems to we we need that as a topic, as far as. Mailbox I mean, I, management. Dudes I, I like us have a problem with that. Let me just give you an example. Let, let's say you're reading a bunch of emails, and then you every single time you, the, the, the window stays open, right? So when you click on the outbox thing, there's so many emails that are opened, that, and it's, that causes stress. I don't know about you guys, but I'm like, God, I have so many that I have to scroll down. I'm talking about opened emails. I'm not talking about in my inbox, right? Oh, yeah. And then that's just mismanagement. Uh, and then yeah. you got to sit there and you got to like close each one of them. And you're like, did I do something on that one? Okay, close, close, you know, that kind of thing. That just gives me anxiety. That part gives me stress. The myth, the fact that I don't manage right. my windows very well. Break time. Guys, right, cool. thank you. First half, uh, I think we're going to come back a little loose. Well, yeah, we just did two bourbons in one podcast. Well, this didn't count. It was just a small Oh, oh it wow. doesn't count. Okay, never mind. Yeah. We can discard the physiological effects, too. Yes, kind of like my, my NFFL scores this week. Ooh, against let's talk a, about that. Dude, 186 points. You got points? trounced. I think that was a record of getting your ass beat. 
Uh, I still scored 110. All right, peace out. We'll see you in a little bit. Bye.